0: Oh my God. Come and take your place and live from the Jews even so even so
1: Well, very good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to our service. Just before we do anything else, let's pray. As the words of that chorus said, even so, come, Lord Jesus, stand amongst us in your risen power by your Spirit. Lord, in, your heart, in our hearts, we believe that you are here because you say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So come and be enthroned, Lord, on all that we do this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Well, a very warm welcome to you all. Very warm welcome to, to those of you um, who are watching online, both those of you who prefer to stay indoors and those of you who've decided not to brave the heat this morning. A very warm welcome to you all. This is the first in our summer series of combined services where we're just having the one service at 10 o'clock and that will be for the, ho- for the rest of this month and for the whole of August. Come September, we will go back to the, um, you, the, the previous normal, uh, whatever normal is, the previous normal pattern. So every week, there will be a 10, thir- a 10 o'clock service. Just to wa- give you advance warning, on the first... Sunday in August, which is the 7th, the service at 10 o'clock will be a short said communion, so that we can then have the um, all-age service for the families uh, outside the church at this normal time of quarter to 11. But there will be a service here at 10 o'clock every Sunday. Okay. Um, For this week, activities will continue as normal The the particularly on Tuesday, the the prayer meeting at nine fifteen will will continue in church, and coffee in the living room will continue from ten thirty. Obviously, the heat is causing some people to consider whether whether they should come. If you're not happy to come, then please don't feel that you must. But if you're happy to come, then then these activities will be continuing in church as normal. Um. Finally, is this is a uh, combined service. There are some craft activities for children um, available during the... Uh, the I nearly said the boring bit, but I had to apologise. For the kids, there are, um, there are um, activities uh, um, available. Jeanette, you wanted to give a notice...
2: Um, just to let you know that we've got two more Sunbeams, uh, which is the preschool toddler group that meets up on a, at 10 o'clock every Monday morning. Um, the last one will be the 25th of July, and we're making this a little bit special. So, if any of you are able to make cakes or biscuits um, or give a little donation towards this, we'd be really grateful. Um, not just for the children, but for the adults to include them with this party theme that we're planning. Um, Also on the 11th of August, we've got a drop-in coffee cake morning for this group, just to keep a little bit of connection through the the long holiday. And again, I'm asking for coffee, (laughs) for cakes and uh, biscuits if you're able to offer anything for that as well. Um, During the holidays, we want to keep connected with the families. And as John's just said, there's something every week for children during the Sundays. Um, But we do want to have something a a little bit out of church as well. So we're doing a a walk over at Inwood. So if you're part of a a family of Christchurch or, you know, anybody in the neighbourhood that would like to be part of this, we're hoping for sun. Please pray for a nice um, sunny day for that so we can splash in the streams. Um, What else is happening? The All-H service, obviously. And just to remind you that Oak Meadow, they break up a little bit um, further along than everybody else. They're not breaking up to the 26th of July. So keep them in your prayers. Um, I think Ellie's here somewhere. Give us a wave, Ellie. Yeah, Ellie's there. She'll be coming in school with me, along with Anna, from Youth for Christ on Wednesday, where we'll be waving bye to the um, Year Sixes, sending them off with uh, It's Your Move, it's called. So it's a step showing them into secondary school and how they can keep connected with God throughout their secondary education. So please be praying for that for us as well on Wednesday. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jeanette. This morning, it's a Holy Communion service. We'll be continuing our series of um, meditations in uh, the first letter of Peter. And this week Ursula will be preaching on the second half of chapter one under the title, Be Holy in All You Do, though uh, I think she might have something slightly different for us. So we look forward to hearing from uh, Ursula a little later on. Shall we stand? Let's say, commit our time to the Lord together in our opening prayer. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. um, I was reminded uh, in our discussions at House Group the other day of a a sort of picture I had recently um, of all of us gathered in the throne room of heaven, around the throne of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, singing his praises and realizing that the only reason we're there is because of what he did for us. So we're going to sing a couple of songs where we gather around his throne, gather around the feet of Jesus and praise his name because of all he did for us. First one might be slightly um, unfamiliar to uh, to some, but we'll soon pick it up. Loved before the dawn of time.
3: My Maker, hidden in my Savior, I am his, and he is mine, cherished for eternity. When I'm stained with guilt and sin, He is there to lift me, heal me, and forgive me me strength to stand again stronger than i was before so with every breath that i am given i will sing salvation song and i'll join the Christ alone, star all the claims of Satan's curse, lifted through his offering, satisfied through suffering, all the blessings he deserves, poured on my unworthy. I am given, I will sing salvation song and I'll join the chorus of creation, giving praise to Christ alone, singing glory. my heart.
1: We say to you that you are our heart's desire. In the words of the song, our desire is to know you more, is to know you here. So Lord, guide us as we continue to worship, guide us with, as we proclaim your name, as we preach your word, and as we celebrate your death on the cross in the communion. So, Lord, we offer you ourselves as, as instruments of worship this morning. Amen. As so we stay standing, we're going to. Part of worship is singing. Part of worship is singing pra- is praising. Part of worship is declaring the truth. Jesus say, said when he sent the Holy said he promised the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth. So we're going to say now the creed. As an act of worship, say, saying in our hearts that this is the truth, that this is what we believe. So let's say together. and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So Let's repeat that in song now.
3: I believe he died and rose again, I believe he paid for us all, and I believe
1: seated before we have our reading, let's just in for a moment or two in the quietness of our hearts just continue to meditate on the presence of Jesus here with us, that he is here to forgive and he is here to heal. So if there's anything that that we need to bring to Jesus now, let's do that now. Remembering that he is always far more ready to forgive than we are to confess at times. comes to forgive. He comes to heal so that he might be glorified in us. Amen. Okay. In a moment, Ursula will come and, pre- come and preach. Sandra is going to bring us our reading first.
4: Reading this morning is taken from 1 Peter 1. Beginning to read at verse 13 Be holy, therefore, prepare your minds for action, be self controlled, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed, as obedient children. Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially... Live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart for you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God for all men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field the grass withers and the flowers fall But the word of the Lord stands forever. This is the word of the Lord.
1: It's word to us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for us for the depths of wisdom that you've given her, Lord, and the insight into your word. We pray your anointing on her now, Lord, as she she speaks, and your anointing on us, Lord, that we might hear and obey what it is you're calling us to. In the name of Jesus, amen.
5: Amen. Thank you, John. Uh, Now for the boring bit. (laughs) And you'll be very pleased to hear it's only about ten minutes. (laughs) This um, passage from 1 Peter 1 reminds me of our church mission action plan. Who knew we had a mission action plan? Who knows what it is? (laughs) In fact, this passage could be an action plan. And Before there's too many more groans, especially from PCC, who've already spent hours discussing and discerning our map, maybe I should explain. In these few words, we see the heart of the gospel and of our mission as Christians. To look inward, a commitment to holiness as we live our lives here on earth. To look upward to our heavenly father, How is it we view God, I wonder? And then finally, to look outward as a community. And if you'll bear with me just a few moments, no more than ten, I promise, let's look at these three points in the light of this passage. So firstly, a commitment to holiness. I'm not going to spend ages dissecting this word most of you will have already heard many sermons on the topic but it's most basic of meanings is to say we are set apart and I'm going to suggest that in home groups later this week we look at what it means to be holy in our discussions But we are a people set apart for God we are a people who are committed to following the way, the way of Christ, and all that that encompasses. But one observation I'd like to make those people we spend time with, those ideologies that we dwell on, those desires that we give into, those pains and hurts that we cling to those things we covet will all shape us. C.S. Lewis says, human history is a long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. Have you noticed that folk who spend time in the company of another start to use the same words and phrases as each other and maybe dress the same, Those of you who have been in Christchurch a number of years will remember the time when the uniform for the ladies was a Laura Ashley dress, a navy blue jumper with little white collars. Thank goodness we're not all dressed like that today. But if we're taken with a new idea, it will start to shape us. And if we're part of a group, we imbibe the group speak, We take on the group dress code. And so it is with God. If we take seriously the call to holiness, then we will choose to spend time with him in prayer, in reading the Bible, in reading spiritual books, in being with his people. And those things and people that so easily draw our attention away from him, will start to fade as a new perspective, a new focus. And who we are is shaped by the Holy Spirit at work within us. And because he's the Holy Spirit, his work within will draw us towards holiness. Who we relate to helps to shape who we are our call is to relate to god do we want that shaping i wonder do i really want to be shaped by the holy spirit so much that i'm prepared to let those other things that shape me lose their prominence and significance in my life it's easy perhaps in the height of worship or during times when we sense a greater degree of intimacy with God, to say, yes, Lord, I'm all for you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, shape me. And everything else fades into insignificance in your presence. But in the cold light of day, can and do we really sign up to that commitment? And as we look Up to God. And here's the second point who or what do we see as we look? Peter says in verse 17 Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. I was listening to an interview with one of the princesses a few years ago and I can't remember much of what was said, but one thing struck me forcibly at the time. At one point, she referred to the Queen as Granny. We're not used to hearing our Queen referred to in such an intimate way, are we? But later on in the interview, she referred again to her grandmother, but this time as Her Majesty. And this is what... These verses from 1 Peter are telling us we have the privilege of calling God Almighty our Father, of knowing the intimacy with Him of a close relationship where we can say Abba, Abba Father. But we must not forget, as we enjoy that intimacy, that we are in a relationship with God Almighty, the creator of the universe and the judge of all things. But here's the good news. We are a redeemed people. Our sins are forgiven. We would not usually think, would we, of gold or silver as being perishable. Gold in particular is one of the most stable and unreactive elements on earth. But compared to the blood of Jesus... It is nothing, empty, corruptible. And that is the costly price that our Heavenly Father paid for each one of us so that we might be in relationship with him through Jesus. I don't want in any way to be flippant here, but if any of us were invited to Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen, I think we would take great care in our preparation. Therefore, how much more with reverence and awe and a right sense of fear should we approach our heavenly creator, recognizing the privilege we have in being invited to call him Father, our Father. And then thirdly, And my last point, looking toward community. Of course, we can and should apply these words of Peter to our church community. The word used here describes the kind of community that is knitted together, has common purpose, common values, is transcendent in the way it meets and relates and worships. But we are not a group that is called to exclusivity. The message version puts these last few verses in this way. Now that you've cleaned up your lives by following the truth, love one another as if your lives depended on it. Your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived in God, by God himself. That's why the prophet said, The old life is a grass life, its beauty as short-lived as wildflowers. Grass dies, dries up, and flowers wilt. But God's word goes on forever. This is the word that conceived new life in you and me. We don't have to face the pressure of being a part of a community where our lives are dependent on each other. Although I suspect in places like Ukraine and Afghanistan and others, there are places where Christians depend on each other for their very lives. It's this strength this nature of community that Peter is talking about. But not a community that pulls up the drawbridge. Instead, one that looks outward, welcoming the stranger, proclaiming the good news of the gospel to those around, offering hope, living out the gospel of Christ on earth. Tom Wright presents us with an awesome vision and challenge if we truly allow the power of these verses from 1 Peter 1 to shape our lives. And here I quote what he says. Our task as image-bearing, God-loving, Christ-shaped, spirit-filled Christians, following Christ and shaping our world, is to announce redemption to a world that has discovered its fallenness. To announce healing to a world that has discovered its brokenness. To proclaim love and trust to a world that only knows exploitation, fear and suspicion. The gospel of Jesus points us and indeed urges us to be at the leading edge of the whole culture Articulating in story and music and art and philosophy and education and poetry and politics and theology and even, heaven help us, biblical studies, a worldview that will mount the historically rooted Christian challenge to both modernity and postmodernity, leading the way, leading the way to a new society with joy and humour, and gentleness, and good judgment, and true wisdom. I believe if we face the question, if not now, then when? If we are grasped by this vision, Tom says, we may also hear the question, if not us, then who? And if the gospel of Jesus is not the key to this task, then what is? How, I wonder, do we answer that question as individuals and as a church community? If we believe the gospel of Jesus is the key to our society, then we also need to ask ourselves, If not us, then who? And I suspect the answer will be, it is us. Imagine God's holy people influencing society, being a leading edge in every aspect of our society. And then ask ourselves again, if not us, then who, Lord? Are we prepared to say, it is us, Lord? Amen.
1: Thank you, Ursula. There's an enormous amount to chew over there. So as we wait in the Lord's presence and we mull over Ursula's words and the challenges that she's laid before us. Let's just carry on listening to God for a moment. I'm asking myself these questions. What does it mean to be set apart? What does it mean to be holy? Are we allowing ourselves to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, who Jesus said would lead us into all the truth? Are we committed to continually saying yes to the word of God? Even in the cold light of day. Who do we see when we look up? How much do we value the privilege of coming into the presence of the Almighty Creator, God, who is Judge, and calling Him Daddy? How much do we value the blood of Jesus, which is more costly than gold or silver. And incidentally, in the first half of this chapter, Peter uses a similar description to our faith, which is again one of the most valuable things we have. Finally, how are we responding to the call to be Jesus in our communities, in the world? How are we responding to the call to be light in the world and salt of the earth? are questions to be mulled over over the, co- the coming week but anything that the Lord is laying his finger on now let us bring before him in repentance in a decision to be different because Christ in us makes us different. Let us resolve to go out in the power of his spirit. Practicing his presence with us every minute of the day. Lord, will you please forgive us where we fall short. Forgive me where I fall short, which is very short. But thank you, Lord, that you lift us up words of our opening song won't I fall into sin you are there to lift me heal me and forgive me and again Lord we come and we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus which was shed for us for your cross where you made us new creations Lord open our eyes to the truth that you do indeed live within us every moment of every day. Amen. As we sit, we're going to sing again. And again, as in a moment, Ursula is going to lead us in communion. As we come into the presence of the Lord, as we look up and see again Jesus, his body and his blood commemorated in the, ble- in the bread and wine. As we come into his presence, we realise again that is by his blood and his death for us only and yet we can as redeemed people enter the holy the holies <laughs> Shall we stand? So, as we come into the Lord's presence as His redeemed people, and since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So in a moment we're going to share the peace with each other and let us use that as it were as an opportunity to remind each other that we have peace with God that our sins are forgiven that we are accepted by God that we have peace with him as we wish each other the peace unto t- each other so i say to you all the peace of the lord be always with you. And also be with you let's share the peace together in whatever way you wish to bearing in mind that some people may be still rather w- sensitive about COVID, and once we have done that, Ursula will lead us into communion.
5: I'm going to use Eucharistic prayer E. The Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. Them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
6: We to give
5: and Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son Jesus Christ to be our Savior. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death and so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying holy 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 lord god of power and might heaven and earth are full of your glory hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest we praise and bless you loving father through your son Jesus Christ, our Lord, and as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat, all of you. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ And in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours. O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. With thanksgiving. before we say the prayer before communion, just a reminder for those, uh, and for those who are visiting, um, we're please come forward, receive the bread, be given a, a little cup of wine and take them back to your seats so that we can all eat and drink together. So let's say together we do not presume to come to this your table merciful lord trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table but you are the same lord whose nature is always to have mercy grant us therefore gracious lord so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. And I apologize if that didn't go up on the screen properly. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ian. (laughs) So would you like to come forward as the stewards direct?
3: none beside could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you jesus the name above every other name none beside you. Open up my
5: The body of Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. lovely to have Margaret with us today, visiting us. Um, welcome back, Margaret. It's lovely to see you. But let's pray for those of our number who cannot get to church at the moment. And so, Father, we lift before you and name in our hearts those of our church community who cannot join us in person because of frailty, or because they're in residential care, or because of other problems. Father, we ask for your peace and your presence to be with them this week. May they know your love in their hearts, and may they know your blessing on their lives. And we include you, Margaret, in that as you go back to your your place of dwelling Let's say together the prayer after Communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. I think John is going to lead us in a a final song.
1: Before we do, I've I've got to stay here so I'm on camera. (laughs) We're going to spend, now that we've met with the Lord, we've we've been challenged to look in to ourselves and we've been challenged to look up, but we've also been challenged to look out. So we're going to spend a couple of minutes praying for those around us and in the world outside and for those in our own fellowship in need. So let's just pray for a moment or two. Lord Jesus, we thank you for our church, and we thank you for our church leaders. We thank you for Ursula, and for the message so clear, the call to commitment that you gave through her this morning. We pray for Peter and the family on holiday. Pray your blessing on them, your refreshment in their hearts, and pray for a wisdom and insight into your will, Lord, as as Peter comes back to resume the leadership of this church. We pray for our own nation in this time of change, in this time of uncertainty, of of who's going to be the next prime minister, of all the argy-barging, the backbiting, and the conflicting claims. And we thank you, Lord, that your message of integrity has shone out through this. Thank you, Lord, for what we've heard about a talk about integrity spurring Sergeyjevid into resigning. And we pray for that man, Lord. We pray that he would come to know you. We pray for our government, Lord, we pray for our nation that. You would order our steps in your ways lord we pray for those areas of conflict outside of our own country and again we pray for those suffering in ukraine and again we pray your protection over the innocent we pray your protection over those who are being in danger of being overwhelmed by violence And again, we pray for those who are ministering your love in those situations. Pray also for for South Yemen, we pray for Afghanistan and all other places known to us where there is conflict and suffering. In the name of Jesus, amen. Just before we have our final hymn or song, Um, I have one bit of sad news. Many of you will remember Mary Griffith's mother of uh, Gary, a previous vicar here. Um, Sadly for us, but joyfully for her, she went to be with her Lord this week. Please pray for Gary and Jill as they um, come back. They're they're on holiday in Germany at the moment. They, They come back tomorrow, I believe, to start making the arrangements. Particularly pray for them as Jill lost her mother not that long ago. So let's pray for them now. Lord, we thank you for Mary's life. Thank you, Lord, that she is with you now. We do pray for those she's left behind, for Gary and Jill, for Linda and Brian, and for the children and for their children, Lord. Many of them known to us. We pray your peace and your comfort upon them. We pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in all the arrangements and in the funeral, because we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, Joan. Can you come and say it in a microphone, and uh, so that people can, no, uh, in a microphone so people can he- see and hear you, jo- Joan. If you go up to the that way, people online can hear you as well.
6: Some of you may remember that before COVID, Emily came and talked to us about going to Cambodia on a a, a kind of a mission and uh, to serve people in Cambodia, and she started to raise money for that. Well, it's been very difficult through um, lockdown, but she is going this week. Mm. Is it Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. So if you think to pray for her, how many weeks, three weeks? Weeks four weeks or four okay. weeks away uh, from home and just to really pray that the lord will bless her bless the people she's with help her to serve him and to keep her safe and bring her home to her mum and dad right. joan before
1: you go as they say never volunteer for anything in the no, army i
6: don't mind at all would you please <laughs> right lord we just want to pray for emily yeah. and uh, sally and david while she's away and uh, Ask that you will bless her mightily and help to know that you are with her and you are going to keep her safe and help her serve you in this situation. And we look forward to hearing all about it when she comes home. Help us, Lord, to remember and to pray for her and lift her up in prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
1: Right, Right, if I can drag the kids away from the craft stalls for a moment. If you'd like to grab a banner or a flag, children. Okay. And we're going to sing, we're going to finish by reminding ourselves that our God is a great big God. Shall we stand? Anybody, any adults who want to grab a flag and process around the church, you're very welcome to do so. words of one of my favorite blessings in scripture with St. Paul. We pray that out of his glor- God's glorious riches he may strengthen us with power through his spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And he prays too that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God and to know that love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to all the measure of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So go in the peace of Christ, to love and serve the Lord. Amen.